What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? Hope all is well. Um, you know, per usual, we kind of wait, wait for a little while uh, for for people to load in. This was a what a game from Franz. Hunter had a nice game defensively. I feel Isaiah, man, I think Isaiah should have shot the ball more because he was feeling his shot today. He was feeling his shot today, I could tell. He was really feeling his shot today. Mike was okay offensively. Uh, Didn't... uh, didn't create for others as much today. But the defense uh, was just suffocating today. It was suffocating defense. Portnoy, no way. No way. He did not. Hold on, let me let me let me see. What's his Twitter again? Stool Presidente. Did he lead the raid? Oh no way! <laughs> he did it. <laughs> he commented. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious but like we have no beef with indiana so like it's been up what for five minutes and you know 400 replies or so like that's how you know like that like like people understand like the teams really piss you off those are the ones who get like the commas <laughs> iowa got the comma just because people said that we haven't played them yet Wisconsin got the comma because people said that we ducked Illinois and all that. And, you know, if this happens against Illinois on Tuesday, 3,000 replies. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. Nate says 32 was having a day-to-day. I think I'm going to – I think I'm going to clip. I think I'm going to clip all of his plays – Cause I was dying laughing every time something happened with him. I was just dying. I was in tears. My man's checked in, and right away, Franz takes it from him and gets an and one. <laughs> Yo, my man's. Oh man, he wants to throw this game away in the trash. 
he was having a day for sure. Oh man, what's up, what's, Matt? What's going on? Uh, yeah, you were talking a little bit about uh, Isaiah Livers, and I, I was, I kind of had a tweet earlier. It's like he did not have a fantastic first half. I think he he started the game off one for six shooting, mm-hmm. and then he came out in the second, probably his worst half of the year. He came out in the second half with light, just lighting the world on fire. Scored the um, first nine points. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's truly like. And then even even with him having his worst half, we still went into the half. Should have been up um, eleven because that should have been a push off at the end of the half. But nonetheless, we were still up eight at the end of the half with one of our best players having his worst half of the year on the road against a fringe bubble team trying to fight. I mean, this, a win, I mean, Indiana, a win here for them gets them pretty much locked into the tournament almost. It gets them back into the conversation at least. Oh, for Um, sure. And so they needed that win so bad because all they have left now is Michigan State, who is also another fringe team, and I'm blanking. Illinois. Illinois, Illinois. Tuesday night. So, yeah, I mean, it's – they they needed this win bad, and we just I mean, it was just a very comfortable win. We didn't flash, we weren't flashy in it. We weren't um, dominating, but we just did our business. We punched in our clock, we punched out, and we came up with the win. I feel you, man. Uh, I think first half it was forty two thirty three. Um, yeah, that was a big play there at the end, but. Uh, you like the game. It just never felt like it was, it was in jeopardy, because you know, guys, we got so many easy looks after Indiana runs. So Indiana would go on like a five-zero run, and we would score like right away. Um, they never gave them them a chance to go for that seven-zero. 8-0 type run that really gets them back in the game and uh, I thought that was imperative you know you go up 11 and you feel that the game is really starting to you know Michigan you know they take those leads and they and they've done a great job all year of locking down and locking in and pushing it and today they got to like 11 and Lander went 5-0 on himself within 30 seconds to get the lead back down to six. But then we hit him right back and got up 10, like almost immediately with easy shots, easy, easy shots. And nothing was forced. Like we're talking like layups and, um, you know, that's, that's what's so special about this team. It just feels like they don't panic and they feel like they can get whatever they want on the offensive end. Um, but defensively t- today, they were really freaking good. They held Indiana to 38% from the field, 26% from three. Um, you can't ask for much else. And being plus 11 on the rebounds, um, just a really solid game overall, holding that team to 57 points, 24 in the second half, especially when Indiana wants to get out and run more. They need more possessions when you get down by double digits, and Michigan just didn't allow them to. You have Trace Jackson Davis is one of the best bigs in the country, not just the league, and he had three for he went three for twelve today, three for twelve for ten points. That is, I want to say, 
I want to say that is his worst game this year, like by far, by far. I think I, I think like, between this and Iowa Ant, I mean, it really shows it, it. It put a light on Michigan's interior defense against Garza, and now Jackson Davis. I mean, really, really good. I I just want like start off by by saying Franz seems like he just he's so good. I feel like he just scores almost like at will. Like when when he needs a bucket, he can go to the basket. He can shoot. And he just he's so versatile. Yeah, so like one thing that you know Franz does is and what Jawan and the and the and the offense does, he's always in a position to get to his right. Like he's getting to his right and he's getting downhill. And he he finishes. When you see him drive the lane, how often do you see him miss with his right? I haven't seen that in a long, long time. Let alone I Sorry, I sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. Like I, I was just saying, like during the game too. Like it seems like his fast breaks too. Like when he's out on the break and they get him the ball, it's it's absolute money almost every time. Yeah, for sure. So like he uses he uses his legs and his strides to his to his advantage. Him being all of six nine, and the way he utilizes his dribbles, it looks like he's not going fast. But it's because he's using these super long strides to cover ground, and he's just weaving between people. And if you know, even if guys converge, he's either going to euro and finish it, or he's going to hit someone for an easy shot. So that that finger roll was a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was nice. That was it was definitely nice. And so I'd like to get your opinion on this. So I'm I'm a Florida State fan. Um. Livers reminds me a lot of what Trent Forrest was to that Florida State team last year. Obviously, that Florida State team had two lottery picks on it, and Forrest wasn't the best player. But what he brought to that team in terms of leaderships and hitting big buckets was just unreal. And It seemed to be what took that team over the top. I mean, obviously, we didn't get to see what they could do in the tournament, but it seems like Michigan's got something really, really special this year. And and Livers reminds me a lot of of that Trent Forrest-type player on, on that team. Yeah, so like the way that the way that Livers, the the way that he goes about his business and scores when he needs to, he's tough on one end when he needs to. He is like a he is a his his development and his improvement this year has been so nice to see and very humbling to see. You know he he took he probably took a lot of criticism from not. It's like good criticism, like constructive, right? From all these teams, the agents he was talking to, and they were pretty much giving him feedback. And and a lot of this feedback is, you know, sometimes raw. And, you know, sometimes that's how you need it to, like, get that point across. Shut up, Charlie. Charlie, shut up. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. So, you know, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just need that person to say, you know, hey, look, you need to work on your rebounding. You need to be better defensively. And you need to be better off the bounce and create for yourself and others. What has he done this year? Look at his rebounding numbers. Look at his assist numbers. And even during the game, you could see him, you know, trying to, like, find his way around. You know, he's, like, he's attacking a lot more. He's finding mismatches. He's really hunting his shot. Um, and defensively, he's been a lot better. So, yeah, I mean, he is a very important piece on this team.
Huge piece. Huge piece. And and there's a reason why Florida State was so dominant last year. I mean, those dudes, like, like they dominated that conference. They were very, very good. That was a that was a yep. good club. Yep, yep. It was and I mean, right, so you have I mean Dickinson and and Franz uh on this team. So I mean Livers isn't your your main guy, but it's just when I when I watch this Michigan team, like Livers just stands out to me when I when I watch them play. I love what he's doing. He's very consistent. G, what's up, man? Yo, what's up? Obviously a, a great win. Um just loving, you know, cherishing every single game we get with this team because I I think we're gonna look back on the season as one that like we almost got used to just this standard of greatness without remembering how rare it is that a team just flies through the Big Ten as untouched as Michigan has this year. Uh, but I'm curious, as I was just kind of almost getting bored as they built the lead in the second half, I started thinking, like, what what is a game where Michigan struggles against a team even look like, like heading into March this year? Like, they, it seems to me like watching these past few Big Ten games happen, like Ohio State had to shoot the lights out. And, I mean, that game was so entertaining. But even with how well Ohio State played offensively, they couldn't get it done. Like, do you think it's just a case where a team's going to have to just be super hot from three to beat Michigan? Or what would be a bad matchup for them that could knock us? Uh, I I talked about this before. I talked about this before. Spencer, can you uh, mute Doc? Thanks, man. Um. I talked about this before. Uh, there were there were three teams, three types of teams. So the the lengthy goons who are not afraid of you, but who can also bring some offense. A team like San Diego State or Baylor, like a team that's built like that, like San Diego State. I mean, they're not the same San Diego State uh, that we've seen, who just kind of plays like Wisconsin on offense doesn't really score the ball they rely on their defense uh this san diego state state team they score the ball um they're big they're long they're athletic they 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 shoot it they get they uh get out and run and they'll d you up uh a team like that who can match michigan's length and who could possibly contain hunter and not have to double him play one-on-one with decent scouting uh, would cause troubles and uh, and and you know also having a dynamic point guard uh, to really push guys like Mike Smith and, and uh, Eli Brooks and Baylor has that too with their uh, transfer PG from Auburn who can hoop yeah I just saw uh, I think on Ken Palm Michigan just moved up to two and passed Baylor and I'm excited yeah, about the Baylor Kansas game tonight too but. Yeah, I think th- those are good points. Baylor's the team I'm most concerned about by far, and I know that might shock people, like being more worried about facing Baylor than Gonzaga. But I think we, uh, I think we match up decently with Gonzaga if we do catch yeah. them at some. Yeah, I think it's just the just how Baylor is built. You know what I mean? And Bay- and you know Baylor could be like fifteen and four this year. Like I'm not looking at rankings. I'm just looking at how these teams are built and how they match up. Um, Baylor sticks out and a team like San Diego State sticks out. I've been able to watch San Diego State about five times now and I'm I'm always impressed um, with their length 
uh, how they play, how they search for those mismatches and matchups, uh, and how just tough and just they're just tough as nails. Such they are such a good, well coached team, and they got a bunch of goons on there who aren't afraid of anything. Uh, let's see. There was a Lee asked how many of those teams are out there. There's not many teams like that. No, there's not, there's not. And, and, you know, in a, in a, in a season where there's so much inconsistency, having not only a consistent team, but a veteran team and a veteran team who's, who's very good on both ends. You know, those are the teams that you're going to see who are going to, um, make those deep runs because offense doesn't always travel, but defense does. But defense does, and you know you saw that today. You saw that against Iowa as well too. Uh, let's see. I know Dylan came up, Mike came up, Darren, Spencer. Hey, what's up, man? So I, I got a question for I saw a tweet last night. I don't remember who tweeted it out, but they had they tweeted out the projected starting lineup for next year, and it was the same as this year. I was I was just curious what your opinion is on the chances that actually happens because I don't really. They were trolling. They were one hundred percent trolling. <laughs> they it? were trolling. No, they were definitely trolling. But I mean, it's just I mean. You know, because the whole COVID rules, it allows everybody to return and come back. Uh, I think Livers goes. I think he should leave. And I think there's not much he'll be able to do next year to improve his stock much. Uh, I think he should leave. Uh, Wagner, same thing. I mean, you're going to be mid-first round pick somewhere in there. You should go. Be like, you worked your entire your you worked your entire life. And, you know, you're very close to winning a, a Big Ten title as one. And then, you know, if they go on a deep run, yeah, they're gone for sure because there's really nothing else to um, to accomplish. What do you, you think, I mean? Mike, coming like, back? Mike and Shondi coming back? I, I don't know about Shondi. I think, I think Mike comes back. I think, I think Mike comes back. Um, I think Shandy has a good chance to come back. Possibly, I don't. It all depends on what Jawan wants to do because he's got he's got some he's got some guards right now who are just waiting in the wings. He's got, um, you know, he's got Zeb Jackson, and then he has an incoming class of Kobe Bufkin and uh, Frankie Collins and Isaiah Barnes. Like you know, they've 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 got some backcourt players coming in as well too. So it all comes down to how Jawan wants his team constructed. Uh, but and quick but we question should find with that. out by like mid-April. Quick question with that. I mean, would you be comfortable with Zeb taking the reins next year with how little he's played this year? Um, I don't think. I mean, I think he's talented enough, but. Just seeing how Jawan attacked the offseason this past year, Jawan's not going to let that happen. Uh, he would either bring Mike Smith back or he'll go the grad transfer route. He would not hand the reins over like that. Hey, uh, hey, Ant, I, I got a question about Shondi Brown. I've been, I know you've been huge on him all year, but like, I think you just got to get him more minutes. 
Who do you take the minutes from to get him in the game more? Because I think he's just an absolute game changer. Who, yeah. Who's the guy that you um, swapping out for Shondi? Because he's fantastic. Well, that is that is the tough part because it's almost like he's so good in his role of the minutes that he plays. Can he have that same motor and impact if he does play more minutes? You know what I mean? Because when he's out there, he gives us everything. Like, he's going hard because he knows that's his role. He's not in a position for, like, of playing 35 minutes, so you can't go hard for that long. It's it's impossible. You have to not take plays off, but you have to pick and choose of when you're attacking and when you're going hard and when you're not. You know? Yeah, yeah, and just something to add to that. I don't know if that was Spencer that asked that, but if you – bring Chandi in for Eli for stretches, and then you look at Livers, Chandi, and Wagner on the perimeter. I mean, those are three guys that can pretty much guard like one through four. I think defensively you would get very long there, and um, your perimeter defense would be really, really strong there. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's just the first thing that comes to mind if, you know, Chandi gets more minutes for a guy like Eli just defensively. I think you have more options, you know, not even thinking offensively, just defense. Bueller. So like my only my only my only concern with Shawnee getting more minutes is that he understands his rotation now. I think he got pulled a bit early in the first half of the Iowa game, but then you see what he did in the second half with how he came out right away and impacted the game for every minute he played. So I can't really question or question that much because Within his role right now, he is he's doing everything that's asked and then some because he's that tough guy who goes extremely hard and he and he's not worried about getting tired because he knows that you know within his role is gonna you know he's not gonna be out there all day but so as long as he's on the court he's gonna he's gonna do what he does at his pace, his speed, pick up full court. Do you think he's picking up full court and doing all that, playing 30 minutes a game? Probably not. Probably not. God, he reminds – he's such a pest defensively. He reminds me of uh, – uh, what was his name from West Virginia? Javion Smith, who's with Phoenix now, that he just – a pest, full court, always just in your face. Can't Jawan get, Carter? Can't wait to get ready. Who? Jawan Carter? Yes, him. Yeah, yeah. just – Every time yeah, I watched you butchered it, it was the like, hell out of that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, I dealt with a lot of names the past couple of days, but you got I, the J right, so it's all right. right. Just the idea that, like, every time I watched him at West Virginia, the guy that was had the ball, like, it just seemed like they could not get ready. They could not get rid of the ball soon enough, and I, I, like, I sort of get that same vibe. I, I like the comparison someone made the other day in one of the rooms that he's like he's a little like Patrick Beverly. Right. Yeah, just gets after you and you know does the wild things, and it's just a pest, a nuisance. 
Uh, but he does give a little bit more on the uh, offensive end, though. My comp for him from day one has been been a Marcus Smart type. Yeah, a little bit loose cannon on the on the uh, offensive end, but defensively just a pit bull. Has has much only better, one has only one speed. Though. Has only one speed. Fast. Right. Exactly. Fast in your face. Not afraid of you. Doesn't care who you are. He is gonna. He is gonna. What I thought that coach say from the Lions, like bite your knees, like yeah, that's that's Sean. Kneecaps. That's Sean. Eat your kneecaps. We're, we, we, we're biting kneecaps over here. Biting kneecaps. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Taking chunks out of you. And do you think, um, uh, like, what's up with Custard getting these long runs, like in the tournament? Like, uh, I'm I'm afraid of like. Just him being out there for a little bit too long. I think he's held his own. I mean, it just has to play good D, right? Like we're not looking for him to score; we're just looking for him. Yeah, to Yeah, but the, like, uh, like there's just some long stretch. Like I, I think like we need like to give Hunter like a few extra. Like he uh, pulls, he pulls yeah. Hunter like in the first half, like pretty. You got, you got to remember, Hunter's, Hunter's, Hunter's still a freshman. I think Jawan's protecting him intentionally a little bit. You know, he's still got to bring him along. You know, yeah, but 20, 23, 30, minutes, 30 minutes. 23 minutes is uh, protecting a little too much. What I'd say about that, in this case, for this game in particular, you know, you are playing on the road at Indiana. You just played at home 36 hours ago. Yeah. So this was a very quick turnaround. <laughs> I'm not talking, so about, I'm not talking think... about this game specifically. I'm just talking about, like, okay. in, in general, like, I, do you think in the gotcha. tournament, like he'll give him longer, like leash, like just to because sometimes when Custard's out there, it's just like lost defensively, and it's like very frustrating because everybody else is connected, and this guy just like is just too slow. I, I think as we'll, long I, as Custard is in there, and you know he's had he's had a couple games now where uh, he has struggled to put the ball in the cup, but like, um, but like he's uh, he's. Yeah, he struggled a little bit to put the ball in the cup the past uh where was he? He was well, he was what, oh for two today? Like they need him to be able to still score the ball. And sure. you know, he's been solid, efficient within like five feet. Uh defensively, it makes you nervous because you know he's a lot slower than most bigs. Um, but if he can steal you know, 10, 12 minutes per game. I mean, that is totally fine with me. Um, but I'm more concerned about the type of matchups that we're putting him out there on. Like him guarding That's what I'm saying. Trace yeah. Jackson That's what I'm saying. Davis, like I was holding my breath every time that that he was in an ISO. Yeah. And he and he did okay today. But deep down, you know, that's not a great matchup for that's him. That's what so, I'm saying. Like in the tournament, yeah. like I would like if we can match him up on the other team's bench big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't put him out there against, like, the other team's starter, and then all of a sudden the other team goes on a 6-0 run. Uh, even though, like, he might get you a few buckets on the other end. Like, today he was under the basket. I'm like, he's putting this up. He's not. He never passes it out, right? Like, that's just one thing that I'm I'm worried about in the tournament where it's like a game of runs. And if you have this guy out there just getting roasted, like, it's tough. I feel you. And it makes you, like, like I'm not going to say, it makes, it, it's almost like, you know, you know, 
you always ask yourself, like, where's Hunter? Because Davis seems a little bit unorthodox, but I do feel that he holds his own better than what our eyes are telling us. That's kind of weird for to sure, say. For sure. For sure. You know no, what I, mean? I feel you. I feel you. Like, I guess that... It looks like he's already struggling. Yes. He's yes, already struggling like... when he's really not. You know what it I feels mean? like everything like is unhinging and like everything's like out of control. And I'm yeah. like, yo, like Jawan, let's get Hunter back in the game. And like all of a sudden, you're like, ah, he's not doing so bad. Like, but it looks bad. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. And you're just like, 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 oh my god, you're just like the guy. The guy I'm frustrated with though is 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 John's. Like, I, I'm like, he's so close to like really getting it, and I'm just like very frustrated not at him but for him because he yeah. can do so much more you know what i'm saying like, yeah and i know he catches yeah he just i'm with it you seems like it seems like he he's processing something in his head before he makes a movement like he's questioning yeah. himself where he yeah. where i just wish sometimes he would just go with his physical instincts and just go like he has he has i think he has more ability than some of our starters actually mm-hmm and I agree. It's just, very, it's just very frustrating. I'm like, come on, Brandon. Like, you can do it, but it's just yeah. not clicking. I don't know yeah. what it is. I'm with you. Um, I don't know either. I after after he he like caught the ball and he was aggressive right away, and then he like struggled in the paint a bit to get that shot off. Like right away, I'm like, he is in his he is in his head right now. Uh, I thought defensively last game he was solid. Today was the first time a team picked on him, though. Today was the first time that a team picked on him on the defensive end, not the offensive. So um, that is a bit, I'm not going to say worrisome, but that's a bit telling that Indiana understands that, you know, Johns couldn't guard someone a certain way because when that guy ripped it baseline, hit – Jackson Davis and TJD dunked on Hunter for the and one, right? Yep. They called a they called a play out of a timeout, cleared the whole right side. They got that dude catching it on the elbow, and the play was catch it and sweep right away and take it to the hoop. He's either gonna foul you, you'll score, or both. And he ended up fouling them, and then he had a one and one. So they picked on him today, and I and I thought I would never see that for uh, for yeah, Johns. Even even on the offensive end, like I would see like Mike penetrating and kicking it out to Johns, and he's he's already thinking before the pass comes to his hand, the ball comes to his hand, and he just pump fakes, drives into the lane and right into the defense instead of just taking that wide open jumper. Like this guy, he's been money from three this year. Like he doesn't shoot it. He'll pump fake, think about it, then drive in the lane and throw up a brick. Like, it's so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Ann, I got a quick question going back to Custard real quick. Was he a scholarship player? Was he a preferred walk-on? I know he wasn't like a four- or five-star. Was he even a three-star? Where no, was he, was he in the recruiting player. circuit? Custard was a three and a scholarship player. Okay. He just plays in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like he's like uh, down in like – Where's he from, Atsigo? He's he's from Onstead? no Onstead Onstead, okay. like middle of nowhere, like down in like Adrian, where there's like randomly everyone's like six ten. I don't know. It's very very strange. Yeah, he he's he's not coming back next year, right? I don't know. He could. 
No, I'm trying to see uh like a Hunter and Musa front court man. I don't want I don't want Custard here. I mean, Custard still can give you a little something, even yeah, if it's just like a leadership or someone in practice to a big to body. He can, he can sit right next body. to he can he can sit right next to John Simmons and and do that thing. But like, time <laughs> it's time for him to move on. Man. Lee is pissed off right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying like you want you want people who can move. Like I want to. It's t- it's just time to move on from like these unathletic players. Man, like, Lee's a big Custard hater. No, I'm not a, a hater. I'm not, I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a. I love custard. The 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 food and custard. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not that. It's just I want to see like, uh, like I'm just envisioning like Musa Diabate and Hunter like just like messing around with people, especially with Musa. He can move on the. I, I've actually seen him in person like last year. He can actually move on the perimeter. Yeah. Like He's that, very uh, that, that's a that's a big deal. Like when you have like Hunter just being able to hold down low, and then you got uh, Musa being able to move outside, and you also got Caleb. Caleb is gonna replace Livers like beautifully. Like that guy's how, jump shot is how, like. You know, is how amazing. tall is Musa? He's like six about six ten. Oh yep. six, my gosh! Rest in peace, rest in peace, big ten. I think Caleb, from a leadership Caleb perspective, is, uh, thing that. I, one mic, one mic. I think from a leadership perspective, Custard was huge for developing Dickinson this year, at least bringing him on, it seems like. I agree. Uh, I think and maybe that, even if he – I don't know if he's going to come back. But is, that, is, that the, is that, the same, is that the same as uh, Phil Martelli is big for Jawan Howard's uh, – like, uh, <laughs> Lee like, wants how, to give no do credit. <laughs> how do – you don't know unless you're well, in the uh, locker room. The, the the other thing that Custer brings you is if you get in foul trouble, if there's a ref crew that has a quick whistle, he's there. He's five fouls that he can give you that can still hold his own against other bigs. Like you, you run into like tournament time and you get your best two bigs in foul trouble quick. Like that is such a game changer and can change the whole complexion of the game. But if you have a guy off the bench that can give you five fouls, but still hold your, he'll hold his own. And like at the end of the game, you you're not gonna play him anyways. It's like he's there to like in in some okay. very pivotal can roles. I, can I, I, mean, can I, I ask like you guys a question? Coming... Can I can I ask you guys a question? Like, what 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 makes this team's upside even more in the tournament? Is it like everything clicking for Brandon Johnson, him being the backup five, or is it Custard ah. like giving you a few extra points but then giving it right back? Like depends what, on who you play. That's depends what depends on saying. who you're playing. Like, if you're playing, obviously, like, a big bruising team, like, obviously, Custard is the answer. But if you're playing against, like, Indiana today, like, would I rather have, like, Brandon on uh, Trace or would I have Custard? I would rather have Brandon all day, every day. That's fair. That's fair. But it's always – it's nice to have that versatility where even if – so center is a lengthy, quick, big – you can put some one guy on him, and if you have a big bruiser, you can put custard on him. It's like it. That's the beauty of this team is we we can defend so many different types of builds of teams, and that's why we're one of the best teams in the nation defensively. Is like we're able to do that day in and day out against every kind of team that's. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The the, the versatility is helpful, uh, for sure. 
the lineup can we, be molded so many different ways, you know, and that's never a negative. We didn't even shoot. We didn't even shoot well today, and uh, like it, it was comforting knowing that you're on the road. You only had like forty eight hours, and you're just like winning by sixteen. Like it's that's pretty. Yeah, I think I think if Shondi hits a few of his shots that he normally hits, I mean, this is even worse of a game than it was from from a from an Indiana perspective. I mean, Shondi was what one of six from three, and he was uh, like short a lot today. Yeah, and he he's shooting fifty, almost fifty. The, the funniest, the funniest thing that happened today was at the beginning of the game when uh, Jawan was shaking hands with Archie Miller. I'm like, who is who's this like? manager like on the court well, there's, I'm like, there's already like, memes aplenty ant started it <laughs> yeah no they're they're they, they want to fire this guy like they're so done with him it's not even funny like indiana fans are pissed off john beeline to iu they haven't made the, Chill, made the tournament yet since he's been there one time john beeline goes to no I'm, I'm telling you like if he goes there he will kill it like he was, hey he Jenny, was... Jenny, yeah, that's that's hilarious. Keith Keith always rates the popcorn wherever he goes. So Keith has a son playing at Michigan, has another son playing at Holy Cross. When he goes to these uh, games, he he'll like rate the popcorn at like each venue, each venue. And uh, today he said that the uh, Indiana popcorn was was pretty good today. It's so funny. And, oh, and you can I, hear I, I, him. I, you can hear him today. Because yeah, it was no, so empty in there. Stream. And he was yelling I at Hunter. Stream. Yeah, who yeah, said he, that? He, he was that was him. Hunter to keep his hand that up. was him. I can hear him. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. And then um, there was another time uh, where he told some uh, – when it was in the second half, so Michigan was on that side of the court offensively, and he was telling someone to attack – the basket and I was dying. I was like, "This <laughs> nah. he's such a good coach." Um, he was around the Skyline program uh, a lot, uh, like just listening to him and what he had to say about the game. He knows so much. It was it he was knows so awesome. Stuff. He kind of learned from oh, much much better than uh, much better than Trice's mom yelling all the time. <laughs> My God, is she the one screaming? Yes. all the time. No, yeah. Oh gosh, I don't like. That is the. Oh, that's gotta be embarrassing. I hope, I hope they don't have any more kids that are playing that are coming like to any more Big Ten programs. I think they have a daughter who plays in the MAC. Yeah, she could stay in the MAC. Um, don't come to the Big Ten, like she. But that's but that's it. She's either at like Ohio or Bowling Green or something. Yeah, man. It's either MAC or or a Horizon. I forget. You do you think, uh, think you think Wisconsin will take down Illinois today? I hope so. They're down seven yeah. with one hundred and three left. I think they started out the game down. Illinois, by like Illinois already has like a million turnovers. I'll take that. They have like they, have, they literally have like thirty four turnovers. Wisconsin wins, then uh, Michigan uh, Big Ten wins, the, wins wins the league. Yeah, what is that? The first this time, got a, first time since uh, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, first time since since uh, 2014. Our guy Davison just got a flagrant one for a hook and hold on, on Kofi, just so you know. Did he add an elbow combo to that? I don't think so, but it was a hook and hold on Kofi. I was dying. Don't worry. There's, there's another one coming. Like, he's good for one elbow a game. 
And what else? Got the elbow? Or he's going to try to kick somebody in the nuts or something like that. <laughs> he's going to be. That dude has got to be the dirtiest player. He's going to do that to his Wendy's manager next year. Like, <laughs> oh, stop, stop. <laughs> Well, you say he'll be, be, no, be, be, be the one spitting on your cheeseburger and stuff like that. that yeah, time. yeah, yeah. You tell him your frosty's too thick. He just elbows you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's definitely that dude that's going to be getting in fights at LA Fitness. He's going to go to LA Fitness and try to run the game, and then he's going to end up getting his ass beat. No, hopefully he does. He stays in Wisconsin doing that. Like, step out of Wisconsin, it might get ugly. Oh man. Yeah, but that, I don't know. That oh. team progressed greatly, man. Yo, Wayne, I was going to ask you. You guys were all ripping on Custard, especially uh, Lee down there. Uh, Custard's my I've cousin. Noticed, Come uh, on. I've noticed them. I've noticed Michigan running zone a lot more than we used to see it, especially with, with Davis in there. You think that's maybe to try and, I, like, in a sense, help Davis out, run a zone so he's not having to play, like, one-on-one against a big I think um, that today I think today that just had to do with Indiana has like literally nobody who can shoot except for like Franklin and Durham but like I don't know and have you noticed that they're playing more zone when he's on the court Also just understand when they go zone they have a couple of options like once the ball gets under the free throw line sometimes they go right to man so they don't always stay zoned for the entire possession um but they like have the team like they go through their zone progressions, and then as soon as the ball goes under the free throw line, they'll go right to a man. And then now the other team has has to run a man with like 10 seconds left. So really what the zone does is this makes the team run an offense for zero reason. Um, and then Lee, on top of that, had a great point with, the, um, with how Indiana, they're like last in made threes, last in made attempted threes in the league. So um, like today, like that, that was a good game plan, you know, you know, just keeping Archie off balance with, you know, game calls, keeping his players off balance, giving the bigs a break from having to play ISO ball against Trace Jackson Davis, just showing TJD different looks. I think that um, that was really smart by Jawan implementing more early zone looks, uh, especially today. Trace had as many uh, what's called made baskets and uh, as turnovers today, I believe. He struggled, like first half, he one one for seven, three points. Like he yeah, struggled no, he was, he big time today. It was a that's struggle. a big thing that Hunter does is like when he's like challenging a shot. A lot of young bigs like like to get off their feet. He stays right down on his feet because he knows he doesn't really have to jump right. So like he does an excellent job of like walling off and like just using angles so like it's very tough for people like how, how tall is trace like six nine six yeah roughly yeah yeah so like hunter has like a good three three inches on him so that's tough man yeah especially if you don't have any teammates who can like make a single shot like it's it's pretty tough he uses his size to his advantage very very well yeah indiana um, like their problem they have a talent problem like who on their team would what? you want on michigan like really? i wouldn't want i would not want anybody on that team except for trace and maybe al like and like maybe two three guys but the rest of those guys like you want trey galloway like playing in your rotation like dude no i feel if that team was coached by jb 
that would be a very interesting team to watch. But yeah, JB can turn like poop into magic. I'm talking about like just like <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about like just like talent wise. Like I don't you think had it's a talent rank... issue. I don't think no, it's a talent. Like for, I think it's for... a, I think it's a culture issue more than no, anything no, no. else. Obviously, obviously, there's a culture issue. But like for the way that Indiana like carries themselves as like a blue blood, and like if you look at like that and them in that type of way. They are not bringing in that type of talent. Like they had, they had the number two recruiting class in the Big Ten last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, who, like, and part of that, part I of that was dudes. like a kid that's seventeen years old who should not be playing right now. So, like, that's fine with the rankings and everything, but like that Lander kid should not be out there if you're trying to win anything of any consequence. I really don't think it's a talent thing, especially when you're in the Big Ten, where not where the most talented team doesn't always succeed. I mean, 2018. They have no guards who can shoot, though. Yeah, and I think those guys can shoot. I just think that they're just not. They haven't developed the right way. Like, for example, Finnessy, they have, right? I mean, like, Finnessy, these are... Finnessy, from when he was a yeah. freshman, I was thinking, like, okay, this guy's going to be good, man. And then, like, he's just regressed every year. I agree. I agree with And him. if John Beeline was their coach, that kid would, like, go from a freshman, and by the time he's a junior, you would be like, can this guy play in the NBA? Like, you would He'd be start, all Big like, Ten. Yeah, exactly. Like... That's the difference. So that's why I'm saying I don't want John Beeline going there because he's just going to start, like, doing his thing, and it's going to be, like, a thorn in our side. He starts doing his poop to magic. Yeah, he's just going to, he's going to, like, yo, like, I'm going to, like, he's going to have, like, a little bunch of Spike Albrechts running around. Like, I don't want that, man. Did Franklin get hurt against Michigan State? Because I haven't seen him. Yeah, I believe it was, like, an ankle Achilles uh, situation, and he was in a boot. Oh, that's... That's that's tough. because um he he's he's been uh good uh shooting from the outside this year but his his offensive rating is like about around ninety so he's he has he hasn't been good offensively but I think that's more of a situation of what's around him and the chaos around him. Gotcha. Mm. Before we wrap Armand, up, what's up, Mike? Second time Armand's been hurt. Oh, my fault, bro. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm giving you uh, you the floor right hurt, now. This all you. Uh, Armand's been hurt with ankles uh, three times this year, unfortunately. Like, oh. out and out of the lineup. And so that, when they were, like, right at their 500 type of level in the Big Ten, like, like four and four, five and five, like, kind of going back and forth, he was out for, and he was out for, like, three games at a time. Um, actually, right after their Northwestern loss uh, at home before. And then they just had a, a kind of issues after that. So that's what's been going on. That's too bad, man. That's too bad hey, because man. he's carried oh, them. What's up? What do you think Tuesday looks like for like game plan wise against Illinois? Do you think if if Io's in or if he's not in, it's a much different game plan? I want him to play. I don't want any ex- any excuses. No excuses. I want him to play bad. I think I, want I him think to play on, uh... because I need to see Shandy and Franz against him. Defensively, yeah. I need that just from a just from being a fan of this game. I need that. I want to see the best offensive guard 
in the conference, possibly the country, versus two guys who I think could go up against any perimeter player in the country. Like, I need that. Uh, you know what I need? I need, after that game, when Michigan plays its best game of the year, I need Kofi Coburn's agent to come in this locker room after that. <laughs> and we're going to have a discussion. We're going to have a discussion. When he has zero, when he has negative nine assists. <laughs> like, me and Kofi Coburn have the same assist this year. Like, that's wild. He's got three more than you. He's got three more. Uh, I, like, uh, okay, all right, all right. Three, three. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, all right. So I'm about to go watch the second half of this Wisconsin-Illinois game. I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, just a little wrap-up. Um, I'll probably be on here after the state game tomorrow. Um, they play They play at Maryland. Maryland. At Maryland. That is a much – they need that win, and they need the win against Indiana. They can't drop either of those two. Um then I think if they find one more win after that, whether it's one against Michigan or one in the Big Ten tournament, I think they find themselves in as like an 11 seed, um, which is definitely doable. But I am – I'm going to go ahead and end this room. Thank you guys a lot for coming in. It means, it means a lot of you to just, you know, like chill and talk ball without any pressure or anything like that. Um, but I appreciate you guys, and I'll probably see you on Twitter. Peace. Peace. Peace.